0: My name is Pastor Nathan, and welcome to session number five of the Relational Christianity course. I'm thankful that you can join me in this course where we can seek true things in our faith, true things about who God is and what we're called to do and who we're called to be as Christians, and to ask the hard questions that we would find, quality over quantity. Hopefully at this point you've gone through the previous four sessions in this course I pray and I hope that they were revealing to you, that they revealed a stronger understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, what we're called to do as we go and share the word to all nations, praying that the Holy Spirit would work through us to make disciples and as we would be a part of the body of Christ as Christians and a part of the church. And hopefully the audio recaps have served to either reaffirm things that you discovered and that were revealed to you as you went through the booklet went through the different sessions. Or maybe they added to it just to help solidify true things as we seek to use this course just to reassess and evaluate our understanding of these basic relationships and these core relationships that we are to engage with and be a part of as Christians And I pray that the same is true for this final session entitled, Ask, A-S-K, and addressing our relationship with the Bible. So one thing that we, we cannot avoid as Christians is that the Bible has to be foundational in our lives. I think it's something that, again, as we've addressed in previous sessions, that sometimes we just take things for granted. We assume they're obvious. Of course, I believe that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. Of course, I believe that he fed the 5,000. Of course, I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. Of course, I believe that he resurrected on the third day. However, when we get into this rhythm where we just assume that we know and we don't take time either using something like this resource or something else or having other believers around us to cause us to stop and reassess what we're saying and what the implications of those words are. We will get into this routine if we don't assess of just becoming superficial believers that are not engaged in the true calling God has for us every day as Christians born again in Jesus' name. And the same is true for our relationship with the Bible. It can so easily become routine. It can so easily become something that just is added to our day. Sometimes we look at it with a a, a daily Bible reading plan, and we just Look at that as part of our routine, and we check it off, and nothing else happens. There's nothing more to it. We did the good job. We did the right thing. We're supposed to read the Bible. I heard it in the relational Christianity course, and I did it. Job done. But no, that cannot be our relationship with the Bible. The Bible speaks about itself, that the Word is alive and active. It is not stale. It is not dead. It is not empty but it is alive and active and engaging with you through the power of the Holy Spirit to teach you and counsel you. So on one hand, what we're going to address in this final session of this course is to have a healthy understanding of what the Bible is and what it's not. But also, as we're we're being led through this course, to then go out and take our testimony, take the relationships that we have that are strong and foundational in our lives, with God and Jesus the Holy Spirit and that we would go out not doing what we can to make disciples but sharing the word with people that the word has to be foundational in how we lead others to see who Jesus is because the word is what testifies about who Jesus is we can have all the feelings in the world we can have all the testimonies and personal stories and encounters but again like we've said before this is not going to be making dis- disciples that have faith by association not just gathering people around us that love Jesus because they love the stories that we tell about our relationship with Jesus but that they would have a personal encounter with Jesus by the power of the holy spirit and that happens as we open up the scripture as we t- as we tell others what we have seen in the word and we see the holy spirit teach and counsel those before us as they've as the Holy Spirit has done with us and they encounter Jesus because that is the goal is that other people encounter Jesus. That's how we ended our, our, our previous session, session four, that the idea of success is just that other people would know Jesus and they do that by seeing who he is in the word and then it becomes alive to them and then they have their encounter. Then they are living in that daily life That is, in fact, supernatural. That does include miracles. But they need to encounter who Jesus is first, and they do that in the Word. So if if leading others is intimidating to you, if going out and sharing about your faith or about Jesus or helping others to know who Jesus is is intimidating to you, you don't know how to do it, one of the things that we can do is we can use a tool like ASK And we can use that as a resource that we can lead others in seeking truth in the word. So one of the goals is to address our relationship with the Bible in this final session, but it's also to give you just some encouragement that you don't have to be a seminary graduate to go tell others about Jesus and how he is revealed in the word. That you don't have to be called to be a pastor. You don't have to be a minister You don't have to be a priest, that the early church found regular people going and testifying to other people who Jesus is, and they used the word, they used the prophecies, they used the scriptures. Jesus, when he encounters the two disciples that are mourning on the road, and it says that He showed them that all the scriptures testified to who he is. And in that moment, it said their hearts were burning. So you can do this. And not only can you do this, but you ought to do this. Of course, we can share our testimonies. Of course, we might have unique giftings that will help us to share the glory of God. But hopefully, people are just witnessing the fruit of the kingdom, the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives naturally without us making a show and hopefully that will lead them to come and ask us, can you tell me more or I have a question and in that moment, again, you are not the teacher that we've addressed in the previous sessions, you are not the teacher, you are still a student, you are still a child of God, but you do have the word that is alive and you do have the counselor and the teacher that is the Holy Spirit with you. And through that, they will encounter the truth of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit and by what is testified in the word that is alive and active. You can do this, and you ought to do this. And prayerfully and possibly the ask guide is something that will lay out a clear path that you can put before somebody else and learn with them, but also open the door that the Holy Spirit would encounter them And that their lives would be changed. So, this is a tool that you can use, a resource, or possibly just a reminder of what our relationship with the Bible should be in a healthy and anointed way. So, the Ask Guide is based off of the verses in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. And in those verses, it says Ask, and it will be given to you, seek, and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. So the acronym of ask is ask, seek, and knock as we see it in verse 7. And I believe that that is foundational in our relationship with God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the idea of making disciples, the church, and the Bible. Just that concept of asking. Asking admits that you are not too prideful to want to know more. And that in itself is at the core of your heart as a born-again person, believer in Jesus, that you are always at the ready, you are always eager to learn more, and you are not too prideful to hide your questions because you might look bad or you might look silly, but your goal is not the opinion of other people, or being condemned because you have a question, but to know more. You want a greater revelation of Jesus. You hunger for that. You seek that. That is what your joy is bound in, is seeing more of Jesus, and that comes from asking. And all throughout Scripture you see that. You see questions being welcomed by God. And this verse comes from Jesus the Messiah. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will, be, you will find. And knock, and the door will be open to you. So the basis of the Ask Guide really comes down to the idea of, are we asking the right questions? One of the, the, the things that derails Christians and the church in their relationship with the Bible or how they use the Bible to evangelize or share the gospel to others is they're asking the wrong questions So often, one of the first things that comes to mind when someone reads a passage in Scripture or you go to a Bible study is, what do you think about this? How does it relate to you? How can we relate that to our circumstances? Do you see the theme? It's all about you. And the reality of the Scripture is that it's not about you. It's all about Him. It's all about Jesus, all of the scriptures. And again, that's not a new idea that I'm bringing into the fold that is revolutionary. Jesus himself testified to that, that all of the scriptures testify to who he is as the Messiah, as the Christ, the anointed one. So if we're opening up the Bible and saying, God, show me something for me. Show me how I can relate to this. How can I make first century Israel relatable? How can I make Exodus relatable? How can I make Leviticus relatable? I just want to skip Leviticus and Numbers because I can't relate to it. There's nothing interesting about it to me. Have you ever found yourself saying things like that? Or I don't want to read this passage again. I know it already. I don't need to read the genealogy at the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew. There's too many names, names that are hard to pronounce. God won't mind if I skip that section. See what's what's happening there as you, as you react in that way? It's all about you. So the, the, the first thing we have to be asking as we go into the word anywhere in Scripture is how does the text reveal Jesus? You must start there. And if you're in a group, this is a great resource to use, this ask guide, and it's a great resource first step to take with everybody because it neutralizes that instinct for people in that group, yourself included possibly, to start making it about themselves. It kicks off the group to say we are going to meet on common ground led by the Holy Spirit, He, our Counselor, to see the Word revealed to us, alive and active for all of us, At the same time, to reveal one thing, to reveal Jesus. And again, we have to take a a leap of faith, but to trust the words of Jesus himself, that all scriptures testify to himself, that we are able to find Jesus in the entire Bible. Now, we can't can't get distracted. We can't, can't go chasing the red herring, so to speak, with this. So let me just clarify. This doesn't mean that every single verse in the Bible... Has Jesus's name in it. It doesn't mean that if you take any sentence in the Bible, there's got to be something about Jesus, but I guarantee you that if you take that sentence and back out a little bit to the paragraph, back out a little bit to the passage, and back out a little bit to the chapter, I guarantee you that there are themes, that there is a context, historical, that will absolutely relate to Jesus. So the key here, now there is something you can do to help you in being able to see Jesus throughout the entire Bible. Become familiar with the Gospels. Spend ample time reading the Gospels. If you have a choice today to read your Bible, I encourage you, read the Gospels. That doesn't mean that the other Books in the Bible or other chapters or passages are not valuable, not at all. Everything in the Bible is there for a purpose and is anointed by the Holy Spirit, everything. But if our goal is to understand Jesus as our Lord and Savior and to share the truth of who Jesus is with others, we should probably be very well acquainted with who Jesus is, and we see that primarily in the Gospels. So if we don't have familiarity with the Gospels, we, we have to do that first. And that goes back to your relationship with Jesus. I think maybe let's hold off on leading some groups. Let's hold off on, on, on volunteering for leading that Bible study if we don't really have a firm foundation in who Jesus is and my relationship to him. And again, don't take that as, as condemnation or punishment. Take that as grace. Imagine the grace that God has preventing you from leading that group in an insincere way. Or going through the motions or reciting something that you've heard another group leader say. Or just reciting the sermon from Sunday. Again, we're, we're seeking quality over quantity. And without a doubt, God has a plan to use you in other people's lives. To use you to lead other people. But maybe that's not right now. So we have to be well acquainted with the Gospels. And once you're well acquainted with the Gospels, what Jesus said. How he compared himself to other things. How he referenced Israel's history. How he references the prophecies made about him. That's the key. He is the key. That then you can go into any part of the Bible and he will unlock it. And I guarantee you, this is, this is my promise. If this is done with prayer... Seeking to know Jesus, I guarantee you that your experience, your relationship with the Bible, if it is not here already, is about to take off and become extremely interesting and exciting. Because it will become a passion of yours to find Jesus in all of Scripture. It will not become the thing that is a burden that you can't share about yourself at the beginning of your Bible study, but you will be hungry to start that adventure with the people that you're learning with. That you will enjoy the small talk at the beginning of the group, but you will all be chomping at the bit, that you will all be excited to start looking for Jesus. And as it's laid out in this session in the booklet, there is an approach that you can take where you can actually pick any chapter in the Bible and you can go through all the sections of the Bible. So it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to even be something that you've prepared. You can pray beforehand and you can say, Holy Spirit, lead us to a chapter that you've prepared for this specific Bible study at this specific time and place. And you can go anywhere. You can go to any chapter because now you have the key and it will unlock a greater revelation of Jesus, guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, first question we have to ask is not how can I relate to this, but how can this text reveal Jesus to me? And then from there, the second question that we're going through with the Ask Guide is learning from the past. Paul tells us that everything is written down so that we would learn, that we can see the experience of people and their relationship with God, and their struggle with sin, and that we can see common traps that are set by Satan before believers to get them to deny God, to get them to to fall away from their faith, and that there's something for us to learn. Again, taking the posture of a student that once all of you in that Bible study, or even just you independently have encountered Jesus, all of a sudden you are infused with the, the hope in who Jesus is, Because you've seen that miraculous revelation of Jesus somewhere. Maybe you didn't expect it in the Bible. So now you're moving forward into the second question, knowing that the next thing is not to then make it about you, but how you can learn. How you can learn from something else that's happened in Scripture and apply it to your life. So we're we're maintaining that stature of humility that we are now there to learn from the Word. There is always something that the Holy Spirit wants to teach us. Always. If you're in a routine, if you're in a rhythm of going to Bible studies and you never learn anything new, take this moment to maybe take this week and not participate in the Bible study and take some added time and pray and fast and ask the Lord to give you a new revelation of that relationship with the Bible. That the scriptures become alive to you again. In Jesus' name. That the Holy Spirit be invited to be your teacher again. That you move forward in faith and not in a posture just to learn more information. That you were not discontent because you didn't learn something new. Some new interesting prophecy. Some new interesting thing to decode. But that you get excited to see Jesus. That you get excited and eager to learn. And to be in front of a new revelation of who Jesus is and the relationship that God has had with his people from the beginning. So first we're asking the question, how does this text reveal Jesus? Any text in the Bible. Then we're saying, what can I learn from this? And you do that together. Again, like we're united as the body of Christ or we're in this together as students, even with non-believers. We're in this together that there is not one person that is seeking to teach everybody that understands all the lessons, but that all of us, regardless of your position, this could be pastor, this could be church member that's in the back row, and this could be someone that is not a believer. Every single one now is on common ground that there is something for each of us to learn, regardless of who you are, because you are a child of God, and you are constantly in the position of being in need from the Father, Now, naturally, from that position, the next question is, how does this passage convict me of my sin? So, after looking for Jesus, finding him in the the scriptures, revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, seeking for what the lesson is for, for us as the church, not necessarily just for me, then we're seeing how naturally the Holy Spirit is going to show us our sin. Because as we see the lesson that we're called to learn in this passage, that's going to be revealing the need for us to learn it. That there is something in that passage that is revealing to you that there is a, a, a part of your heart, a part of your life that needs to change. So again, if you are in the rhythm of going to Bible studies or even going to church on Sundays and you just have not felt convicted that all you feel is affirmed, And loved. Again, we go back to that relationship with God the Father. Of course, He loves you. Of course, He wants to shower you with blessings. Of course, He wants to remind you that you are beloved and known and precious to Him. You are also a sinner saved by grace, called to a new covenant that is impossible for man just to achieve. But with God, it's possible if we are allowing him to be king of our lives and to transform us from the inside out with that quality emphasis and not just quantity. But what, what's, what's precious about this position of this question is that we've already seen that Jesus is who he is in the passage, that we've already seen that he has a specific thing for us revealing how he cares for us. And now, in a soft and gentle, but God-willing, a powerful way, he's convicting us of our sin. Lastly, the end of the Ask Guide is where we can be united in strength. That we don't end the study of the Scriptures just feeling convicted, mourning our sin, feeling condemned, awaiting punishment, being so burdened and heavy laden with disappointment that we're not perfect, that we aren't getting everything right, but that we can end this time that we are listening to the voice of the Father in heaven, anointed by the Holy Spirit, together moving forward in strength, that we can see how this passage is gathering us together, that we would move out in unity, joined with the same purpose, motivation, and goal. That we would all be victors over the flesh. That we would all be engaged in the miraculous transformation that God has for all of us. And that in all things, we would give glory to God. And in all things, we would be revealing Jesus Christ as the Messiah. And in this way, We can make this about us. We can make this about the church. We can make this about the common challenge and obstacles that we face as believers in a broken world, as sinners saved by grace, but that we can know that Jesus is the Messiah, and we've seen him revealed in the passage, that we can know that there is a specific provision of instruction for all of us, at the table in this passage that we can see that God sees our hearts, that there is something he knows about us, but he desires to change. And by the power of the Holy spirit, all are given the opportunity to encounter and embrace a miraculous and supernatural transformation of a heart as we are born again, as we are led to be made anew every day. And that that becomes our sending out point that we can go out with hope everlasting that the Holy Spirit has been with us the entire time through the passage, has engaged with each of us independently and collectively as a group, and now we can go out not having read a passage that we knew before and we know all of the answers, not because we planned and prepped all of the information beforehand because it's just a class and schedule and I just did all the right things, but possibly you embraced a passage that was totally random. Maybe a chapter that you did not plan ahead of time. Maybe a chapter in a book like Leviticus that you have never really had a powerful revelation of Jesus, but together, being led by the Holy Spirit, all have witnessed a miracle, so to speak, that Jesus has been revealed in a new way, and your strength in him and your faith in him has grown collectively together. And it's a shared encounter with the Father it's a shared encounter with the Holy Spirit that everyone was on level ground the entire time and it never was derailed by pride to make things about us or one person, but everyone was leveled by sin. Everyone was leveled by the, the, the payment of Christ's death on the cross and everything was leveled by the engagement of the Holy Spirit to send us out with hope and encouragement confidence that God is with us he is truly God Emmanuel and his word remains true and in that way you can engage with the Bible in a healthy relationship not in routine ritualistic obligation but that you can engage with a living word that you can engage with the Holy Spirit that you can engage in these relationships that are not only informative, but they are life-changing and miraculous. Well, that brings us to the end of our audio recap of Session 5 and to the end of the Relational Christianity course. As we move out, remember, as we've said this entire time, it's quality over quantity. I'm Pastor Nathan. And thank you for participating in the Relational Christianity course. God bless you.